0: Listening to Gospel Garage, sharing the good news of the gospel through the teachings of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Good, happy Saturday at Gospel Garage. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, friends, again to another Saturday night. We're gonna have a, another time, another message. I think you've been like kind of tense about this message. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, it's just, it's a good one. God good one. is good. If it's the word and it's yeah. the truth that it's, it's all good, right? Yeah. yeah. Amen. God, we thank you. We thank you for this past week of testing, of failures, of victories. Yes, Lord, we trust your will over our lives. We want your heart, not just your hand. Thank you for the temporary home on earth that you've created and the joy that it brings and the shelter it provides, but we want to live for what is above God. We want our life to be a pursuit of the eternal. Holy Spirit, transform our hearts. Enable the eyes of our hearts to see things above that will last forever. Give us the courage. Give us the courage to repent of our wrongs that break your heart. Give us instead humble wisdom to allow you to live through us in a way that makes our daily pursuits a reflection of all that is eternal. Amen amen jump right in on this beautiful beautiful saturday matthew 4 verse 17. from that time on earth jesus began to proclaim his message with these words keep turning away from your sins and come back to god for heaven's kingdom realm is now accessible wow that's a reminder isn't it the kingdom of god has come pardon me to earth through jesus His work in restoring creation is in progress. It's a process. He has begun it. He is seeing his work done again on earth as it is in heaven. It's our very prayer. And boy, that's a loaded prayer, you know. He commands us to voluntarily, by our choice gifted to us from him, to change our minds and our lives, giving all allegiance to him, you know, alignment with his full reign Did you catch that? He actually voluntarily, he gives us that choice. He reaches out to us. He doesn't have to. He wants to. Man, that is good news. He will right all wrongs and he will fix all that is broken. And we read that and we need to believe that. He gives us the opportunity to admit our sins, to repent, to join him in the renewed world forever, in eternity at his side. You know, it's really our only alternative is to really continue in our brokenness and go through it to the end where he is waiting and often be forced to acknowledge his rule and face his punishment as his enemies would um, if we don't fully give it all to him and trust him as our risen savior. Mark 1 verse 15, he said, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe the gospel. Repent and believe the gospel. Rejoicing, praying, expressing gratitude. I know it's so easy to do, like when life is going smoothly. But what about when we're struggling just to get off the couch? You know, We've repeated that sentiment, but it's a really challenging bunch of months for all of us. And so sometimes it's just hard to just get up and get going. And Jesus knew that we would have these difficult times and his antidote for this stifled spirit that we can sometimes allow ourselves to feel because Holy Spirit is never stifled is praise and it's praise in the middle of the struggle and it's praise for his presence and it's praise for his eternal promise knowing that he always loves us always loves us there's nothing that we could bring to him that he would turn away from us for doing in that act of repentance Um, there's nothing nothing even the darkest deed when turned to him washed away man he died for us He'd give it all for us, and he does every day. Like, And that's why it heals our brokenness and opens up our hearts to rejoice in him, knowing that gift we get from him. Deuteronomy 10, 20 through 21, revere the Lord your God, serve him, be loyal to him, and take oaths only in his name. He is the one you should praise. He is your God, the one who has gone and done these great and awesome things for you that you have seen and have yet to see. Every day in life, again, there's challenges, you know. There's beauty and gifts too in those challenges because they strengthen us, they form us into the very nature of Christ. You know, it's our homes, it's jobs, relationships, you name it. There's something going on either with us or if it's not with us, it's someone we hold dear at that moment and are praying for. So every one of us really is subject to a battle. But the way we deal with these challenges makes all the difference in the outcome, for sure the outlook, if not the outcome. And like I'll say it again, take hold of Jesus's hand. He is right beside you, right there, he's right here. Take hold of his hand. He is reaching for yours and he's reaching for mine. And I'm sure that we've heard it time and time again that while the battle is won or lost in the mind, um, we know that he's victorious to the end. And so this is true too, like Apostle Paul, admonishes us to renew our minds daily. Again, dive into the Bible, read a verse a day, read a chapter a day, but read, read, read God's word. It renews our mind, it changes our perspective because it um, refocuses our attention onto the very author of our life, really. Romans 12 verse two, do not be conformed to this present world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may test and approve what is the will of God what is good and well-pleasing and perfect. It's his gift of discernment, which we need more than ever, I believe. Uh, God designed us to be consumed with him, you know? He really did. We are of him, he is of us, he dwells within us. We make that statement, Jesus is within me, Holy Spirit, but he is here, like he is in us. And so we are consumed to be whole only when we allow him to be all, if that makes sense. And so when we spend his time throughout the day, thinking about us and our needs and problems, we won't see a way out. But when we focus on him, he is the way out. You know, we may not have control of all the thoughts that run through our minds. There's deadlines, there's commitments, there's worries, or there's love and joy, anything that kind of consumes us a bit too much. We have the power to decide what stays and our point of focus will determine where they end up. So if there's something that needs to be in us, because yes, you are supposed to be thinking and contemplating on it, then give it to God and he'll work through it with you. Jesus understands it. He loves, he corrects, he teaches, he repairs. You know, like remember during his earlier time when he was with us, he was ministering to tax collectors and all sorts of people that society didn't think were good. The perception was good people, bad people, you know? And that gives me hope for those people, for me, (laughs) who recognize we are not good and cannot be good and yet can respond to Jesus' offer to make us good. It's why he's here among us. He doesn't want people to cover up our brokenness, you know, with good deeds or outward personas, without affecting our very heart. He causes it to beat. He wants it whole and healed. And searching him and looking and hanging out with him. We know that. That is part of repentance. Repentance is knowing where you stand as a sinner, but yet knowing that you're forgiven and beautiful and glorious beside your king. Matthew 3, verse 11. I baptize you with water for repentance, but the one coming after me is more powerful than I am. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with Holy Spirit and fire. Praise God in his overwhelming care for humanity. He has not left us stranded, but has empowered us with an advocate to combat every lie of the enemy. Holy Spirit. So as we study to, in our Bible, reflect on his holiness, his justice, his goodness, his truth. Meditate on the very life and death and the resurrection of our risen Savior of Jesus. Let us remember, too, that examine our own hearts. Are we actually addressing sins? Um, You know, we have to grab hold of absolute faith. Are we doing that? Oh, man, I pray that we are receptive to the convicting work of Holy Spirit and the very ministry of the Bible. Like if we are receptive to that, our world changes and we can be part of what God wants in the changing of his world. He wants us to be filled with his forgiveness, to seek him, to admit to him our sins. Because trust me, he knows every single piece of shrapnel in us that sin has left. Um, And so part of our relationship with him is he asks us to acknowledge it to him, repent of it to him even if he knows it, and ask for that healing forever. You know, stop what it is you've just repented of. Stop it and give it away. Holy Spirit will be with you through all of it. He will be with you breaking the enemy's chains. He will pull us through and out of the very mud that it holds us in. And then we got to offer that same grace to others and that same story of salvation, that promise of eternal life. And God commands us to humble our hearts in gratitude, to show mercy to others in the same way he shows us mercy every day. And when we stumble and fall and make a mistake, repeatedly he does not turn on us when we turn back to him. We must always be seeking him, his will, his forgiveness, his way, his love. Isaiah 44 verse 22, I remove the guilt of your rebellious deeds as if they were a cloud, the guilt of your sins as if they were a cloud. Come back to me for I protect you. That's the very word of God. And my friends, really, as we see and experience our transgressions being blotted out by our Lord, our rightful response is to do likewise. And I know that's not easy. I know that's not easy to be all grace and forgiveness to someone else who has wronged you, or if you interpret their actions as wronging you. But man, we are demanded to do likewise. When God blows away our sin like a mist, we imitate Him and forgive others. And it really is way more freeing to let go and let God handle it and let Him handle them. And it's freeing to the other person too. You know, we've talked about it a few weeks back. We are not, we as people or individuals or group, are not to be the barriers on the road to someone else's salvation. We're not to block their repenting, their redemption, their revival within them. We're not to be any piece of that. And so if we are unforgiving and hold that, we can't be any part of that blocking their road, man. The Lord commands us to share the gospel, to let our light shine before the world. And in truth, you know, the darker the world is around us, it's even becoming more important. To um, share with others the very hope of our future and their future and the answer of salvation through Jesus. And so, in a place, like it's so simple, there's so many people struggling right now, even just in your daily life at your workplace. It's quite amazing. People who are living alone and you don't realize just how alone they are because they don't yet know Jesus, so they feel truly alone. And it's breaking their hearts to be. Um, closed off and can't shake a hand and can't have interaction. There's people who are going literally days and days without a handshake, without a human contact or touch or a friendly hello. And so we have to remember that as we walk around, we repent of anything we've done that blackens us and that shining light comes through us and that pours into people and they notice it and they will start to ask and seek and prayer, prayer, prayer will turn their eyes to the Lord. instruction command to repent is so spoken throughout the bible it's a summons to a personal absolute really unconditional um, surrender to god him who is all things he is all that is he is sovereign and though it can include sorrow and regret because it really makes us face things we never wanted to face that we've done or had done to us um, we get refined by that fire We do, and we come out like these strong, hardened diamonds. It's so beautiful. We get to make a complete change of direction, like 180 degrees, and turn toward God. You know, it's like a person is going one way, and then we realize that we are absolutely in the wrong direction, and so we just turn in the right direction. It's that simple. Wrong direction? Oh God, you are amazing, right direction. Repentance is a turning from the sin and it's a changing of thinking and it's a renewing of the mind. And oh man, it produces a change of living. Again, that will flow out of you into anybody that you interact with. And we know too that repentance isn't just a one-time occurrence. It's not like a one for all and you're good. It's a way of life. It is daily. I have to ask for it every morning, every night with God in prayer, turn from sin, turn to the Savior, it becomes, man, repentance really becomes our forever road. It's our roadmap. It's a guide. We walk in reverent fear of the Lord, knowing eternal judgment is coming. And we give him in all honesty, our very truth, the darkest, darkest moments. Acts 17, 30 through 31. Therefore, although God has overlooked such times of ignorance, he now commands all people everywhere to repent because he has set a day on which he is going to judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he designated, having provided proof to everyone by raising him from the dead. Again, read the book of Acts because boy, oh boy. And repentance will really produce a change in the way we live everyday lives. Like uh New Testament book. Of Matthew book of Luke they teach us that mankind must bear fruit you know keeping with repentance that's Matthew 3 8 and Luke 3 8 both of them it's kind of cool in how the books kind of tie into each other like that and what God requires of us is a humble admission of the sins we've committed and then he acknowledges that and then we tell him and apologize and whatever pours out of you to him acknowledging that we violated him and oh oh my goodness you know we get to offer him a willingness in action that we have a change of mind and a change of heart and that we want to and need to walk in the fruits that repentance brings like joy of the Lord and freedom in Christ and when we tell him in all truth and honesty that we want that life Holy Spirit just pours right in and you feel six inches taller and your outlook is brighter and better and you don't hold the anger and the malice towards those that have hurt you. That's freedom in Christ. That's finding the joy in the Lord in all circumstances. So don't look backwards. Don't carry anything that is a false identity based on your past behaviors, mistakes, even limitations. Because we do that. We identify ourselves as the crime we've done, the sin we've committed, any of it. And we just carry that as, well, I'm a blah, 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 blah and you think you can never change, let it go, talk to God, pray. And I mean, let it go. I just don't mean wash it away till next week when you're feeling sorry for yourself. I mean, sincerely repent, ask for his forgiveness and mercy. Because like I don't know the specific circumstances in your life, you know. I know they're very real, though. And I don't want to discount what you're experiencing or what you've done to people or what you've had happen to you. That is between you and God. But however, my beloved friends, I want to encourage you, please fix your eyes on the greatness of God. Let him give you perspective for what surrounds you. Let his vision for your life supersede shame, your fear, your worry, your anxiety. Recognize what you have done. Yes. Repent of it. Stop doing it. Entrust it to God. Follow His Word. I think it's a safe assumption to agree we've all been kind of testing boundaries all our lives, like since we were little kids and told not to touch the hot stove. Because this reminded me of my grandson, our little grandson Alden is one and starting to walk, and he is pulling things and do off of counters and doing all kinds of stuff told no but you touch it anyways you know and the thing is we are not toddlers anymore so hot stoves don't intrigue us the very temptation shows up on our tv screens in the books we read uh, and then we take the bait more than once you know and then man those burn marks from sin we have committed in private or out in public strip us of the ability to keep those sins hidden that is part of God's restorative power Repent, lay it bare, acknowledge it, be open about it. Let him put it in the very light that cleanses it. We repent, and by his redeeming grace, Christ's very blood grants us that reconciliation with God. Amazing grace. It's like David um, as he prayers, prays for restoration with his relationship with God after his adultery with his and the tragedy and all the things that unfolded with his adultery end. His best friend's wife and the death of his best friend. Oh my goodness. Psalm 51, 10 through 13. God, David cries, create a clean heart for me and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not banish me from your presence or take Holy Spirit from me. Restore the joy of your salvation to me and sustain me by giving me a willing spirit. Then I will teach the rebellious your ways and sinners will return to you. What a somber, somber truthful prayer. It's sung as pieces of a famous hymn we all know too, and it's a cry for us to be restored. God uses our repentance really to turn us in his direction, right? So we pivot, he revives us, he reconciles us into that right relationship through the blood of Jesus, and so very graciously restores us and invites us to reach others who as well have been burned by sinful choices. Man, as the body of Christ, new to the body of Christ, a piece of the body of Christ. Man, we need healing as we walk in that fullness of forgiveness, of reconciliation, restoration, and ultimately revival because all of those line up together. He will use our stories to reach those so far off from him. Some of us right now are far from him. Listen to our stories. Share your own story. Know that he is right there. Come to him. Know him as the Messiah. Understand his unconditional love. My goodness. It's just an amazing moment, you know. I just am very grateful for every second that we have. Every time it's sunny, every time it's snowing, every time it's windy, the power goes out. It's all beautiful. It is all God. He holds us in His hands. It's amazing. Humble ourselves. Pray, pray, pray. And when we pray too for our personal sins, Let's remember to also as the body of Christ or as you hanging out in your kitchen alone with Holy Spirit, remember to pray for the national sins, the corporate sins, the sin of this world that is destroying people who don't yet know God and are just blinded and don't yet see him or seek him. Pray for that, too, because we've been commanded to always pray. We've um, got the opportunity to experience revival. In Christian circles, we talk about revival, but we're living in it. Every day as a revival because we're made new in the redemptive power of Christ. You know, experience him. He wants to cleanse his church, the body of Christ, his sons and daughters, not just the physical building, you know. Invite him to return to us as we return to him constantly pray that's in first thessalonians 5 16 constantly pray Uh, it's it is because god's will for you and jesus christ will be reflected in that my friends really beautiful beautiful friends thank you each week for being here with us we love you we look forward to summer days of being out more and more with everybody thank you for joining us here welcome to a new week ahead Every day is a day that the Lord has made, and each day we praise Jesus, each day. And it's an easy thing because He is so very praiseworthy. We praise Him for His teaching, yes we do, but we praise His power, His presence, His correction, because we need correction, just like children, to stay on that right path, His ultimate sacrifice, and a million other things that spill forth as we're closing tonight. Praise Him for all the things that are so personal to you and to Jesus. Um, Like when you first decided to follow Jesus, if you've chosen to walk with him. So many things can come into focus when he went from being a savior you've heard about to your very living savior. And that opportunity is there for any of us. If you don't yet know Jesus as your risen savior, seek him, reach out to him and declare, Jesus, I know that you were crucified and died and conquering death, rose from the grave and wore our sins. And live for us today you fight that battle with us Jesus picks us up in times of despair he carries us right through the battle to victory he sits beside us in failures because we all know those happen he talks us out of acting on our temptations Wow thank you God thank you you are the rescuer of our souls and your presence is known to us we need you we honor you yes Lord we love you We are so beyond grateful. There's no word big enough, God, to cover your majesty. Oh, the feeling of your dwelling within us. You are the voice that thunders from heavens. Yeah, in the midst of suffering, in the midst of celebration, you sing along with us. We praise your name on the mountaintops and in the valleys. Yes, Lord, we trust you are leading us through that light. Because you are the light, you, Lord, the King of the heavens and the earth. Hold each and every one of us in the palm of your hand. Hallelujah. Your kingdom shall have no end. No end. We lay out our lives before you. Have your way, Jesus. Have your way. Yes, thank you for inviting us to humble ourselves before you in prayer. We cry out for forgiveness. Show us what your word reveals about what is important to you and to your heart for your kingdom, God. Give us the courage and knowledge to turn from the things that are breaking your heart, God. Yeah, we need that wisdom, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, thank you. We pray hope. We pray healing. We pray deliverance. We pray restoration and love. We pray repentance and rejoicing and revival. We pray salvation all in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You've been listening to Gospel Garage. To ensure you never miss an episode, please subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player or visit us at gospelgarage.ca forward slash podcast.